0: Welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week, we continue learning Pirkei Avot, Ethics of the Fathers, the Mishnah, with Chapter 3, Mishnah 15, in which Rabbi Lazar of of Modim used to say, one who desecrates sacred things, who disgraces the festivals, who humiliates his fellow in public, who nullifies the covenant of our poor father Abraham, or who perverts the meaning of the Torah contrary to Allah. Though he may have Torah and good deeds, he has no share in the world to come. So this statement is a little heavy because in another Mishnah, we know that all of Israel has a place in the world to come. And how can it be that this Mishnah is telling us that these five cases don't have a place in the world to come. So let's try to understand what we, each one of them means, what, uh, what is their punishment in reality, why is it so great. So one who desecrates sacred objects refers to a person who does not treat the sacrifices of, or, or the temple articles properly. Today, it would be considered a person that desecrates the Torah, that is not uh, careful with his tefillin a person that would go into the bathroom with his Torah book. This is what it means, which is like desecrating uh, the holiness of Hashem. And, um, and this is very grave. Then the one who disgraces the festivals, what it's t- talking about really is talking about the intermediate days between, one, uh, between the Yom Tov in Sukkot and in Pesach. We have eight days of uh, holidays. The two first days and the two last days uh, are, uh, are Yom Tov, which are very, very are almost like Shabbat. And uh, this is not what it's talking about. It's talking about the intermediate days, which are called Kol HaMoed. And these intermediate days or of the festival of, of Passover and Sukkot uh, <coughs> uh, are very, very sacred. They don't have the same a level of sacredness as the Yom Tov, but in itself, they're part of the holiday, and there are certain laws that uh, regard these these days. For example, you cannot wash clothes. Uh, As crazy as it sounds, you should not be washing clothes unless it's clothes of, of baby clothes that you need them. But we should not be washing clothes, we should not go to work just like that unless you're gonna lose an amount of money. There's certain laws, that have to be kept during these days, that if people neglect them, they're not being, uh, they're not being um, serious about the holiday, they're being disrespectful. So here it says that the Rabbein Yona explains that the Mishnah did not need to warn us about the Yom Tov, because the Yom Tov, everybody knows about the sacredness of the Yom Tov. Even people who don't keep it Shabbat On on Pesach, they're going to clean their houses for Hametz, and they're going to be having a a Pesach Seder in their home. And they're careful about it. There's a certain holiness about the day that people really don't neglect. So in reality, what it's talking about is that we should not take lightly the Kol Hamoet days, the intermediate days, and that they are part of our holidays and provide their own opportunities of spiritual uh, growth. So we should always take them into a high account and we should not uh, take them lightly and also if we get ourselves from what is expected from us in these days, then we're losing this, the, the feeling of the holiday. You you start feeling like that week is just like another another week. It, it makes no difference from the rest of the weeks of the year. So one who shames his fellow in public needs no explanation. In reality, in, in Jewish religion, to shame somebody in public is a very grave sin. And uh, because uh, to put someone in a very uncomfortable position is as like killing him. And the Talmud writes that publicly embarrassing someone is a tartar amount to murdering him. When one Talmudic sage stated this, a second one concurred, saying that when a person turns pale, like when you humiliate a person, his blood goes down. like. He loses the blood from his face. The red leaves and the white comes, baba metzia, causing another's blood to rush from his face is no less an act of bloodshed. So when, God forbid, if we ever come to humiliate a person in public because we didn't think and we said a stupid thing and we made someone be humiliated, we have to right away uh, ask forgiveness and, 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 and say, I'm sorry, like, really, I didn't mean this in public, in front of everybody. I feel so stupid. Why do? You have to try to, to fix the problem. The other one is one who annuls the covenant of our forefather, Abraham, is talking about the mitzvah of circumcision of Brit Milah. And this mitzvah of circumcision was given specifically to Abraham, it was a mitzvah that he waited 99 years to, to, to do because he wanted Hashem to ask him to do it. So it would have more merit. He would have done it much earlier, but he wanted to have the merit of this mitzvah. And uh, it's the first mitzvah that Hashem gives uh, the, our Jewish patriarch, Abraham, as a nascent Jewish nation. From here, we know that every little boy that is born in a Jewish household on the eighth day he needs to be circumcised. And with this, the rabbis certainly had in mind a contemporary practice uh, prevalent during the period of the Greeks and the Romans. That's why this Mishnah comes to be, because in the times of the Greek Empire, they used to uh, do the Olympics, you know, the famous Olympics and other athletic activities were performed in the nude. This was the the mode, the, the the fashion of the time is that the, the athletes would compete uh, naked in the nude, and the Greeks in their worship of the human body would not accept somebody that was not perfect. So Brit Mila incapacitated a person to be part of the Olympic uh, athletes because his member was not a perfect member. It had been cut. So we see here that the Jewish, the aspiring Jewish men, athletes of this time, They would go to extreme uh, resources to be able to be accepted into this culture, this hedonistic culture. And they would go through an operation that was known as the stretching of the foreskin. And it was a very, very painful operation in which they attempted to hide their Jewishness in order to be fashionable. So this was condemned by the rabbis of the time in, in the harshest terms. We have so little to be proud of that we would go to such horrific extremes just to conform. So this one would take a person out of the world. And circumcision contains with it a deep very deep significance. The Brit Mila really is done on the eighth day because seven number seven represents the world. It represents the seven days of cre- of, of the world. It's it's part of this world. The number eight represents the the transcendence. It represents something that goes beyond this world. That's why we do it on the eighth day, because really no person in their right mind would take their eight-day-old baby and get them circumcised. Like, you have to really transcend to be able to do this mitzvah. And we don't do it for hygienic uh, purposes, although many people today in the world, even non-Jewish people, and scientific proof has come to show that a man that is circumcised is, uh, is healthier, and he doesn't transmit to his wife um, certain diseases. So many people today go to this practice, but in reality, the Jewish people, they do it because this is a covenant with Hashem. We transcend, we, we don't find for explanations to do the circumcision. And one level circumcision represents the sublimination of man, man's strongest passions towards a higher purpose, we do not live for ourselves. This is what circumcision means. It means that we don't live for ourselves, we live for Hashem, and that not on any level of our existence, Israel is God's special nation, and our passions, our drives, our bodies, and our very lives are devoted to the Creator. So this is what circumcision really means. It means that we don't live for ourselves, we live for God. We live for a higher meaning, for a higher purpose and perhaps of all all this is the defining and distinguished characteristic of the Jewish people but there is a deeper also idea as well by circumcising ourselves we state that we are not entirely creatures of this world we must improve ourselves we don't we're not born perfect like the greeks for them man was perfection the way he was born was perfect because This is how god created him so it was a creation of god and it was a perfect creation so there's in in the psyche there's no room to grow there's no room to become better but the jew he makes himself imperfect to remind himself that he's not perfect he's not god and he comes to this world to refine himself and to make himself better every day to improve in life but Israel's different. We're not physical beings alone. We don't live only thinking that we're physical beings. We are a soul within a body. We, the, the importance is the neshama, it's not the body. The body is a vehicle that takes us around the world. If we don't have a body, we cannot function in this world as people. We would be uh, ghosts. But to be able to function in this world and do mitzvot, we need a body. So for us, the body, we take care of it. We we respect it, because it's the vehicle that is going to take us through our lifetime in this world. But in reality, we don't give emphasis to the body. We give emphasis to the soul. And we are less physical. We're more spiritual. And this is because our mission is not simply to live in the world. We are to strive for some something infinite higher, the Jew comes to transcend the world. This is what we come to do in this world. We come to elevate everything, to, to bring godly sparks into every part of our lives. So when we too must live for something higher, our goal is not merely to live in this world but to transcend it. So that's our purpose. So finally, considering all above, some, someone who sacrifices a ritual so sacred, one which so wholly exemplifies our existence as the Jewish nation, which is Brit Milah, then he can tragically be said to have placed this world before the next. So it's a person that he thinks this is it. This is the world. This is it. There's nothing more, and he's not living according to to the the truth, which is this is this is the passage to the next. So the last one, one who interprets the Torah contrary to the Jewish law, is one who studies Torah but who. Con- concocts his own explanations regardless of whether or not they are consistent with the tradition handed down from, to us from Sinai. So when a person is learning Torah or is teaching Torah, he has to be very careful not to make his own interpretations of the Torah. That's why we have the, 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 the Talmud and we have all these commentaries that come from sages that are connected to, to the oral Torah, to the, to the written Torah, they're not making their own assumptions, it, it's, they're, they're doing it because it comes from the Torah. So we have to be very careful not to uh, disfigure, to, to, to change, to add, to subtract from the Torah we have to be very very careful because the Torah is not an intellectual pursuit and I know many people learn Torah because it's interesting it's something new to learn intellectually it's very stimulating but in reality Torah is not meant to be learned as a stimulating uh, intelligent uh, way of learning It is, it is supposed to be learned to be done we have to live what we learn, if a person is learning Torah, he really needs to apply it to his life, this is part of his life, that's why the Torah is is called uh, um, a tree of life, because it is life, this is life, when Hashem says choose choose life, this is what he means, what he means is choose Torah, because Torah is the true life, it's the will of God, it's what Hashem intended the world to be. So when we learn Torah and we live our life according to the Torah, and we're not changing, adding, subtracting from it, or bringing our new interpretations, then we are really, we are really living, living. We're living with Hashem's truth. So the other way, if we learn Torah, and, and we're not learning for this reason, but only for intellectual pursuits, then it can become like a poison. It can become very, very dangerous. And that's why it says that a person that learns in this way has no place in the world to come because he won't there's no no life in him. It's 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 a poison, it will kill him. So I leave you here. I wish you a beautiful week and remember, live a little higher, thank you.